welcome into another edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrandt, joined by Tiger Football head coach David Alexander. Coach, looking back uh, to the game at Jinx on Friday, mm. you guys came out on fire out of the gates in that game. You we go did. up 17 nothing. What was going so well early for you guys that allowed you to get out to that lead? Well, you know, the kids, it had been 21 days since we played a football game, and they were mostly charged up. Uh, and it was easy. Of course, it's easy to get charged up for Jinx, but – Right, the twenty-one, the three weeks off, um, someone canceling a game on us, you know, all the stuff that led into it. Uh, they were they were really excited to play a football game, as as was everybody, coaches and uh, myself included. And uh, that that showed early on a lot of energy, even in the uh, in warmups before the game, and and that really carried over through kickoff and over the first fifteen minutes or so of that game. Special teams played a, a huge role early in that game. You got a yeah. field goal to get on the board early, and then you got a blocked punt that uh, ricocheted about as far as I've seen a blocked punt ricocheted like thirty yards back to the end zone almost. Um, so, what did you see from your special teams unit? What impressed you about that group in that game? Well, if you remember talking to, you know, um, in the pregame show, you you know, the week before doing the Inside Tiger football, uh, you know, I said we had to win the special teams. If we didn't win special teams, it, you know, it could have been a long night. And um, Coach Holt, our special teams coordinator, did a fantastic job. We'd worked on that punt block uh, for a couple weeks, right? So we'd had that long to work on it, uh, setting it up for jinx. Getting that big play was was uh, those are such a, uh, emotional lifts. That was fantastic. You know, Jadan Wright with the block, Jadan Floyd Wright with the block, and uh, Mason Elmore with the touchdown, and then Mason Garrett. Right, we've got a new um, he's a new field goal kicker this year. He's done a really good job. Um, and he missed one early in the year that he felt like he should have made, and we all felt like he should have made it. Get the ability, uh, but that that one Friday night at Jinx that was a nice long kick, mm-hmm. and it was you know halfway up the building over there. It was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was a forty yarder if memory serves, and it was good from way longer than that. A, a very nice kick. Now, I think it's people don't realize punt teams are studied on film just like offenses and defenses. You can see some strengths and weaknesses. So, did you guys feel like you had a chance to get one going into that game on Friday? We did. Coach Holt had told me he was going to block a punt. He had he had a punt block drawn up that he thought would get there, and. Um, the very first punt of Jinx's very first punt of the game, we were Judean was very close to blocking that one, and I think that actually gave Judean a little extra juice, knowing how clean he came, how you know how close he came to the block in that first one, and uh, the second one, man, he almost ran past it. I, honestly, he almost <laughs> ran past the punter. He got there so quick and had to kind of reach back with his hand to block the punt. So. We knew we were going to do it. Uh, you know, it's six a one here. You know, we've all got big coaching staffs. Um, we all have a dedicated special teams guy. And, you know, when you've got – and also when you've got 125 kids on your roster, you know, you, you need a guy that can meet with just the special teams players and get them prepared to play on Friday nights. Yeah, speaking of getting them prepared to play on Friday nights, what does it take – because you don't have uh, – you don't spend as much time on special teams. Certainly, it's it's a focal point, sure. but it's not like you spend as much time as, as offense and defense. So what does it take? What are the elements that have to come together in order to be successful in special teams play? Well, we, we as a staff, we make it a priority. All right? So the, when the kids see that the staff takes it as a priority, right? then the, then the kids realize how important it is. Um, I give Coach Holt, my special teams coordinator, I give him the whole roster. Anybody that you think can help us, right? I don't care if he's a starting running back, Right, starting middle linebacker, whatever. If he can help us on special teams, and that that shows to the, to the kids as well, the young kids that you know probably aren't playing, but are seeing the juniors and seniors on special teams, that how important it is. 
those are big emotional plays in games. And when you can get one or two, man, it can, it can, you know, it can carry you for a while in a football game. And it certainly did uh, carry you for a while in that game. What what did you feel like was the turning point? Uh, what was Jinx able to do to turn it around and kind of battle back in that game? Because you said it before the game and at halftime. Like you guys knew that was going to be a battle. So what right. did you think was kind of the turning point of that game? Well, you know, I, uh, boy, I, you guys that know me, I know you know this is our first year to get together, Adam. But I hate to make excuses. Um, but you know, my biggest fear going into the game we had talked about was they were they were able to run the ball right at us. Okay. Well, we lost our two inside defensive tackles uh, uh, to um, COVID tracing, one on Thursday and one on Friday at 1.30, Ooh. right? And so the two kids that went into play, the backup guys, did a fantastic job. They played their hearts out. Um, but we just weren't able to get them any rest during the football game. And as the game went on, you know, really, Jinx was – you know, they ran the ball sporadically in the first half, but as the game went on, um, they were – they were able to run the football, and we were having to start taking chances and blitz even more than normal, and that left us vulnerable in the secondary. You know, it's just it turns into a snowball effect. Um, so it's not an excuse; it's just a reality. And we were not able to, uh, you know, slow them down in the third and fourth quarter running the football. That kind of feeds into my next question, which is going to be about handling adversity. One thirty on Friday. What's that? Two hours before you got on the bus, I mean that, that's that's right up against it. So yeah, that, even that, even though you weren't able to get it done, how did you feel like the team handled adversity not only throughout the week with contract contact tracing, but but throughout that game? Well, well, we're, we are able to handle it because we talk about it all the time. I don't let it be a surprise because we know it's coming. We know there's going to be kids get told, you know, that they have to go home for 14 days. We know that it's just part of. Uh, reality right now so we talk about it so it's not a surprise um that young man came in to my office at 1 30 uh you know he's bawling his eyes out um so it's tough he's a senior right and, and the way things are going who knows how many games he's going to get to play and especially being jinx and you know just the whole build up you know 21 days off and then going to play at jinx and you're a senior, you know, so he was, he was pretty upset. Uh, but the team, I was very proud of the team, you know, it's because we talk about it every day and it was just water off their back and Hey, we're going to go play and you know, we're going to go win the football game. Um, it, you know, you talk about, it came down, you know, we had a fourth and one to make a, you know, to win the, you know, or give ourselves a chance to win the football game. It's, you know, and that's, it comes down to one play at the end of the game. Um, you know, there's also three or four or five other plays during the game that if you make a play, right, but there's, that, that always happens. That's Tiger head football coach David Alexander. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib in just a moment. Finding your happy place is something special, and it's different for everyone. You probably already know where to find yours, and TTCU Federal Credit Union can help you get there. Right now, you can earn up to a $200 bonus when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. So wherever your happy place finds you, TTCU will meet you there. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Just a reminder, there will come a time when they can no longer share a bedroom. That's why we have a complete array of home loans, so that dream of more space can come true. Right on time. 
First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt, Tiger Head Coach David Alexander with you. Coach, uh, you mentioned uh, during the show last week trying to get uh, Marion Horn and Sanchez Banks on the field at the same time, and uh, Sanchez had a big game on the ground, scored a couple TDs, and, and Marion caught a touchdown pass through the air. He lined up in the slot some. Uh, what did that do for you guys in that game, having those two on the field together for the first time this year? Well, you know, we, uh, we've been holding that. We've been practicing it for a while. Um, but they're just such good players. They're just so dynamic. Uh, when you get both of them on the field at the same time, and it really stresses the defense. Uh, it, they're two great kids. They support each other. It's so much fun. I, they're, they're completely opposite in their, in their skill sets, um, but both uh, extremely effective. And I was really so proud of Sanchez. Uh, man, you know, he had before that long run, what's, you know, the unsung part about that, before that long run was a third down conversion throw to uh, J.L. Talley. Mm. But uh, the play took forever to develop, and uh, Sanchez was in at running back to protect, and he had to protect. They, you know, Jinx blitzes as much as Broken Arrow does as we do. And his protection on that play was fantastic. Gave Jake enough time to step up in the pocket. You know, and, and you do something unselfish like that for the team, Right, you, it, it's funny. It always comes back around, and you get rewarded with a big play. And so I was so I was super happy for him to get the long touchdown run um, because of what he did, helping Jake Rain step up in the pocket and JL to get that big third down conversion. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of little things go into plays like that, and it's always fun to see those guys get repaid down the road. Uh, you you did not turn the ball over in that game. Clean football game. Actually, neither team ended up turning the ball over in the contest. Uh, did, is that perhaps a turning point in terms of protecting the football going forward? Well, boy, I hope so, Adam. Right? Uh, that's uh, we're gonna we're gonna say yes. Um, speak it into existence. Yeah, speaking it right. Well, it has to be. It always has to be a uh, a point of emphasis. You know, we don't you don't want pre snap penalties, right? The stuff that you can control. You don't want post whistle penalties. Again, things you can control, and you can't turn the ball over. You know, we talked about we really needed to get one or two more possessions than Jinx. You know, that's one we talked about in the in the show last week. And we didn't end up getting more possessions than Jinx. Um, but, uh, you know, on the road, you, know, you always love to get one, uh, uh, you know, be plus one or plus two in the turnover ratio. Um, but not having any, uh, zero is better than what it's been the, the first few games of the season. And it, you look back at some of those numbers, uh, Jinx had the ball more in terms of times of possession. But at the same time, you, you blocked a punt for a touchdown, so Jinx kind of had back-to-back possessions. That'll yeah. skew those numbers a little bit, and it, it makes it look a little goofy. Uh, Jake Rains got the ball to four different players, two of which were running backs uh, on Friday. How did you feel he did spreading the ball around in that game? It played, you know, played really well. Um, maybe his best game in, in, since the first of the season. Um, great leader. We, put a, we put, actually put a lot on his plate this last week against Jinx as far as getting us in the right run. And changing the protections, did a great job, you know. And he had his stats could have been a little better, had a couple drops, uh, but those happen as well. And um, you know, his biggest asset is what he's able to do before the snap, you know, get us in the huddle, and then go to the line of scrimmage and change a play if necessary. Uh, we talked about the the protection of Sanchez Banks a moment ago. What about the offensive line? How did those guys grade out in that game? Uh, really well. Uh, they've played against a couple uh, defensive lines here. Uh, the Owasso defensive line and now the Jinx defensive line, and they've done a fantastic job. 
five young men that this is their first – none of them had started a game before this season, and they have gotten better and better and better. Um, obviously, they had the one giant mistake, but it, um, but as far as protection and run blocking and, and the, those five guys did a – man, they graded out an A. They graded out an A in effort um, and assignment. They, they played a really good football game. Gave Jake a chance to be successful in the pocket and obviously uh, allowing Marion and Sanchez to have big nights. We saw Jake uh, even get out of the pocket once or twice and use his feet a little bit uh, to his advantage. So I saw him run the ball perhaps more than we have all year uh, in terms of getting out of the pocket and and moving his feet forward. Sanchez Banks, we just talked about him and and his big run. He carried the ball 14 times, which I think was a a season high for him in in terms of number, 128 yards, couple of scores. What did you see from him in terms of running the football overall in that game? Um, Well, you know, I know what Sanchez can do, you know, seeing him last year. and the biggest progression for Sanchez is he's realized what kind of runner he is. The beginning of when he started last year, started playing football games for us last year, you know, he thought he was, you know, he tried to um, look like Marion Horn, right? Shifty and spinning in the hole and bouncing runs outside. And, you know, he had to realize he's not, he's not that guy. He's not the big – he's not the skinny, fast kid. He's the big – run straight downhill, and he's embraced that, you know, that long touchdown run. It, you know, I, I know it was what we call wide zone, but it was – he picked a gap, and he was going to slam it in there, and they were either going to tackle him for – and he's going to make one of those guys pay for it, or he was going to run for a touchdown. And he's embraced his role of being the big guy, um, you know, the, the short yardage, uh, guy, this, but he's got some home run abilities too because he's such a he's got such good vision. Certainly, that vision came to play, and and we talk about vision in in running backs a lot, and and being patient, letting those blocks develop in in a zone game like that. How much option? What is running through their mind at that time as they're trying to pick a gap, and and how many decisions do they have to make in that short amount of time? Yeah, well. Um, it's really down to two, and it de- obviously depending on the play. But there's a right since we're handing the ball to running back, the defense technically has one more guy than the offense does, right? Because the quarterback's out of the play, so there's always one guy on the defense that's theirs, right? Whether it be an outside linebacker, depending on the player, an inside linebacker or a safety, right? So we, we teach them that, and then and then we teach them what the read is. Depend again what their what the play is, right? You're gonna you're making a cut off this guy, or you're making a cut off that guy. If he goes out, you go in. He goes in, you go out, right? And then the safety or the linebacker is yours. You got to make him miss if you want to. If you want to gain more than four yards, so you know we we talk about it, we teach it to them, um, and we teach them. You know, I I talk to the running backs. Right? Find the double team. There's always a double team on every play, whether it's a zone, inside zone, outside zone, uh, a gap scheme run. There's always a double team. Learn your blocking scheme so you'll know who has the double team, and stay as close to those two guys as you can. Right, because those guys are going to win. Helps even the playing field, certainly. That's a look back at the Broken Arrow offense from last week. We'll talk some defense and look ahead with Coach Alexander as well when we come back in just a moment here on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments, and we are fully prepared for your safety and our care. As we open our doors again, Our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. 
and we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24-7. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments, from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt and David Alexander with you. Coach, let's talk some defense. Early on, the defense was lights out in that game. I think Jinx had something like 12 yards in the first quarter of play and one first down. Uh, what did you see from the, that side of the ball early on in that game that allowed those guys to be so successful? Well, that's as big of improvement uh, for a group as I've seen. Now, I know there was a long time between games, but, man, they were a different unit from the Owasso game to the Jinx game. Uh, and it, it wasn't anything except understanding what the coaches are asking them to do. And we lined up fantastically. We, you know, we had very few uh, alignment busts, very few assignment mistakes. If you just line up correctly, right, then you're going to give yourself a chance, right? Like you see Jinx, their offense, and, and Broken Arrow's offense, and Owasso's offense, right? Those, those ones that are kind of clicking, right? A lot of movement, you know, got a shift and then a motion, right? And so all you're doing with all that stuff is trying to get the defense to misalign which is what we did quite a bit defensively in the first three ball games. But um, Friday against Jinx, our alignments were very sound. You've got to give a lot of credit uh, to that, you know, to Coach Holly, but you've got to give a lot of credit. Man, we had um, uh, a couple new starting linebackers from the first three games. Man, mm -hmm. Seth, I'm so proud of Seth Dodd. Uh, I, can't even, I can't even put it into words. Uh, came in starting at middle linebacker, making all the calls, getting us all lined up. Um, and another guy that needs a giant, just a big, more than a pat on the back, is a, is a hug is Jadeian Wright. You know, Jadeian played safety his first three games, and you know, and because of circumstances, you know, he's down an uh, outside linebacker. Uh, so Seth Dodd and Jadeian Wright, you know, first starts at linebacker. Those two guys played really, really well, especially Seth getting us lined up, and then. Um, you know, Dietrich Moore, the, our sophomore, he's he's going to explode. He's exploding onto the scene. He play, he played an incredible football game. So those three linebackers really, really did a good job. Just couldn't be more proud of a group. You got – not only do you have to think through all those things and be making calls from those uh, the middle linebacker spot in particular, but you have to be really physical as well. And those guys all stepped up to the plate in that category, especially behind a defensive line that, as you mentioned, was, was shorthanded. So, in addition to having some starters out, uh, you were certainly lacking depth in that game. Yeah. Uh, how does that affect a defense as you go throughout the game, especially against a team like Jinx, who's very capable of running the football? Yeah, the depth was the biggest problem. Like I said, the two guys that came in started at, in the interior of the defensive line, and they played their hearts out. Um, but not being able to give them a rest with somebody that could go in there and hold the line of scrimmage was the, the biggest factor. Um, you know, Seth Dodd's a senior – you know, uh, as a sophomore and a junior, he's the backup quarterback. So, <laughs> right now he's playing middle linebacker. Uh, he's our punter. Just, uh, what a, you know, what a great story. He's on the basketball team. He's such a good young man, uh, leader in the school. So, it, you know, the depth is the biggest issue, you know, when you lose people. We're, you know, we're lucky we've got as many kids on the roster as we have so we can 
put the next guys in and and play really well. But then you know the third guy, the third guy has to go in, or the fourth guy, you know, it it's going to be tough. It's always nice to have a punter that you know is physical too. That's that's an, <laughs> a nice extra weapon to to right. have back there. Jinx was very balanced in that game. Threw and ran for more than two hundred yards. How does a team that's that balanced offensively challenge a defense? Well, you know, we talked about it early. We, when you can't, when you when you having to blitz to stop the run, it you know now it puts stress on the secondary because you down in distances tendencies are. Um, Jinx doesn't have a lot of tendencies down and distance wise. They they run it on first down. They'll throw it on first down. They'll throw it on second long, or they may they you know they may run it on second long, and so that makes it very difficult. And if you're taking chances, and or if they know that you're probably going to take a chance, um, it puts you vul- makes you vulnerable, and um, you know it's it just turns in instead of you know going off your play sheet and what you like to do when you have to take chances, you know it uh, the the pendulum swings the other team's way and uh, being able to dictate the football game. Jinx had uh, a lot of talent, but in particular two guys that were really talented at wide receiver the other night. Is that as tough of a wide receiver individual matchup as this secondary has seen this year, you think? Well, the, since there's two of them, yes, right? We've seen some really good uh, individual receivers. You know, one guy out there that's really scares you because of his speed or his height or maybe both. And we'll, we've got a few of those more coming up during the season. But when there's two guys, it's hard. It makes it difficult to double. You can't double both of them, and so, well, I mean, you can. But then, then, then if Jinx runs the ball, you're in real trouble. So, uh, you, you take a chance. Hey, do we double the guy to the boundary? Do we double the guy to the field this time? We double the slot. And so, uh, it just turns into a chess game, and you know you have to know they're going to make a play or two, and but we have to figure out a way to make a play. And unfortunately, last Friday, you know, in the secondary, we we did not make any plays. We didn't get a our hands on the balls or intercept one or get a tip tip and that's that's what we need to do to win the football game let's take a, a look ahead now to Edmund Memorial what challenges do they propose, uh, pose this week well first I want to talk about you know usually on this show the week before homecoming we talk about how awesome you know we do it, homecoming here in BA you know um, again another part of the COVID deal right we're not going to get to have the homecoming parade which is here in BA is about as much fun as as we get to have it, we really do such a great job here with homecoming. We are going to have the homecoming court pregame. We've got a couple of football players in there. I hope one of them wins. <laughs> um, so it's uh, yeah, just again, it's just one more thing that the, you know we're we're trying to uh, work our way through uh, at Memorial. You know they've struggled. Uh, they've had some uh, they've had some contact tracing as well. They've they've had a they've had a rough start to the season. The, it's the same head coach that they've had the last few years, but they've completely changed what they've done on offense. And I actually think it gives them a little better, little better, little better chance to be successful. You used to throw the ball every snap, and they would struggle um, because they couldn't, you know, they didn't have enough linemen to be real successful against the, the broken arrows, right? Our team, um, but they're running the ball more now. They're doing it out of spread, and they're running the ball downhill, and it's spinning the clock, and it's keeping them in ball games. So you'll see a little bit if you if you've been a fan and you watched Ed Memorial play Broken over the last few years, you'll see a little different team uh, from them. What are a couple of areas uh, of improvement that you'd like to see from your team this week? Turnovers. We need to. We have to create some turnovers defensively. You know, we've got to start. Um, you know, getting the offense a short field. Uh, we've got to. We've got to get one or two on. You know, on the opposite side, on the plus side of the fifty, a game. It's it's what you it's what it takes to win a championship. You've got to have turnovers, and 
that's the one statistic to me. There's there's several places we need to improve, but that's the one glaring place that it's just got to happen. That's Tiger football head coach David Alexander. I'm Adam Hildebrand. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you from uh, Tiger Stadium on Friday evening, Memorial Stadium on Friday evening, as the Tigers play host to Edmund Memorial. That'll do it for us today on this edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib.